after last night's comeback win against the Winnipeg Jets, I declare the Flames are back. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. The Flames wrapped up their preseason finishing 4-1-1, and it was a very stereotypical Flames win. We're going to talk more about that approach the stars, the not-so-good moments, and we have to talk about Dustin Wolf because I think some people are getting far too ahead of themselves here, and we need to just kind of put the brakes on. But before we dive into that, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you are getting your podcasts, as well as YouTube. We are here for you every single day. And tomorrow, Nick will be taking over. Before we jump into tomorrow's episode, let's talk about today. Well, actually, technically, Monday night. So we're going going back in time again. The Flames fell behind 3-1. to one, Okay? There's the, oh, it was 3-1 to one joke. No, this does not apply to the Flames, okay? And then they scored three unanswered goals, which is great. You know, you love to see it. That kind of energy, urgency, production. Things that we have been looking for, really since this time last year from the Flames, are starting to come to the surface. The the water's boiling. You're starting to see something here, right? Jacob Markstrom lets in a softie. But, Igor Sharangovich. But what are we doing? What are we doing? That man was just standing there with his stick. Like, he was trying to, like, move a dead rat or something. He wasn't even moving it. He had no control over his stick, and that no attempt at defense right in front of the net goes right in. Now, I'm not saying he he could have stopped it, but he should have at least attempted to. You're there in front of the net, and if you're going to be a top-line player playing top-line minutes and special teams minutes, bud, you need to look alive. You need to put in some effort. I get it. It's just a preseason game. But apparently this is something he does very often. And that's just kind of his shtick. I don't need that on my top line. You don't need someone out there for 20 minutes a night playing defense like that. Not my cup of tea. Just going to put that out there. But on the on the good note, on, on a much better note, Matthew Coronado had, had the game-winning goal. There was so much patience leading up to that goal. There was uh, a real opportunity for this to be an overpassing situation and to misread it. But everyone was reading it, I would say, correctly, considering the outcome. And Backland passed it right to Coronado. And it's like he thought for a second and just fired off the... uh, Fired it off. And that's great. (laughs) You need, you know... There shouldn't be a hesitation to shoot. I mean, there's not with him, really. Uh, you know, we've we've seen the le- lethalness, how lethal his his shot is, how great his shot is, the speed that he brings to the ice. It, he has 
truly exceeded my expectations at camp. I think that you, when it comes to younger guys, you do have to level those expectations a bit and just kind of be like, oh, okay. Like the bar's at a manageable level, but when they exceed that, it's going to be like, oh yeah, okay. It's not unrealistic to expect more out of him, I would say. And he wasn't the only young player to have a really good night last night. Dylan Dubé had two shots. He technically had one goal and two, but one was called back. So he really only has one on the score sheet. But he found the back of the net twice. And that's what matters. (laughs) I think that uh, it was the rebound off of uh, Osterley that was very impressive. It was dirty. It was gritty. It was that net front presence that the Flames have been looking for. They need someone to be able to finish and clean up, and they did that. Um, Dylan Dubé did that, and Austerly really had uh, has had a really impressive camp as well, and we're going to talk more about that later in the week, but I... I'm thoroughly impressed with a depth slash AHL signing, putting this, you know, much, not effort, but shining as bright as he has. And I think that this is one of those seventh defenseman players. I think that could go really well for him. One of the most beautiful goals of the night came from Adam Rzichka. It was fed from Sharon Govich to Coronado, and Coronado passed it right to Rzichka, and he buried it. Rzichka had three shots and, of course, that one goal. I really am impressed with Dubé and Rzichka's performance last night. They needed last night. They had not been meeting that expectation, I think a lot of people were kind of, I don't want to say confused, but concerned about how they were going to make the top six, top nine work with those two just kind of floating around and not really producing or playing quality hockey, I guess. I mean, they I don't know how you measure quality hockey and stats, if that's even an advanced stats. I know there's quality stats. They weren't playing to their ability. And that's what I think a lot of people were concerned about. But it's great to see that they had the night that they did. I do think it's also great that they outshot the Jets 19-14. Glad that they're getting the puck on their stick and they're shooting. That's what we're looking for, kids. And I do want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Robert Munich of Ring of Fire CJY on Twitter. He has uh, always posted highlights and clips from games and they they have been very resourceful and useful to me uh, this, uh, this preseason because I haven't been able to get every single game on ESPN Plus and that's just one of the perks of living in uh, America, severely out of market across the continent. But this is Flames Hockey. We're back. We have a comeback win. We have the young guys doing things. We have Jacob Markstrom missing softies. We are so back. And we are going to talk more about 
last night's gameplay coming up next here, but I do want to take a quick minute to tell you about GameTime. GameTime is the perfect app to find last minute tickets to any concert, sporting event, theater, or really anything, any sort of event like that in your area. I know that I will be using GameTime to attend at least the Flames in Boston, and hopefully when they just go to Montreal, because it would be a nice time to go to a new venue, right? And I, you can save money with game time. You can use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off at checkout. That's that's a steal, right? And you can get those last-minute deals, flash deals, and zone deals, and find easy-to-buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And my favorite part is that you can look at your view from all the seats in the arena. That has been so helpful, especially for arenas I haven't been to before. And you can take advantage of the $20 off promotion when you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on NHL for $20 off. That's L O C K E D O N N H L. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks everyone for sticking around, hanging out with me as we roll into the regular season. I didn't think we were ever going to get here. Uh, the season ended in April and we've made it. It's been six long months and we're here. Could last night's roster be what we see opening night eight days from now? I think that there's a strong possibility that that's the case. Of course, they need to figure out their cap compliance things in this next um, stint of time. I'm not entirely sure if what the deadline is like I'm just assuming it's opening night to be cap compliant but what are they gonna do this is again I'm opening a whole nother can of worms here but what are they doing with Oliver Shillington what what does he need to succeed is it more time away do we put him back on LTIR what's what's the plan here but that again we will talk about that at some other point but last night's approach to the game or outcome was uh, it, it was it was good, you know. You would have earned two points in the regular season. Love to see that. Uh, two points are two points, no matter how you earn them. You can't necessarily always play from behind and have that outcome. It shows that you're strong, that you have the energy, you have the stamina, all those buzzwords: perseverance, resilience. You aren't taking your foot off of the gas, and that's great. And I do want to give credit to uh, Backland as well because he had six shots last night with a goal. I thought that he was playing very well for, I mean, what we, not that he wasn't bad last season by any means, but of course it's another year later and you're, he's not a spring chicken. So you're, you're always kind of, not side-eyeing, but a little skeptical of what, an older player is going to bring to the table. And he he has looked really great. I really, really like what we've seen from him and Coronado together. I need to see more of it. <laughs> Michael Backlund has 
really, he signed that contract and it's like dad strength, but more money in my bank account strength with him. And I'm really excited to see how he leads this team this season and how I, the players are obviously going to be receptive. They, we're not dumb. They know we're not dumb. And it's really feeling like this team actually has a reason to play. And it's not just them going to like clock into work and hopefully survived their, survive their three hour shift and then leave and cry in their car on their way home. If you've ever worked retail or food service, you know those types of shifts. And it just, it's like these people are happy to be back at the rink. And I'm loving that. I want to see that all season long. I, I get it. Bumps in the roads are going to happen. But for the Flames to truly succeed, they need to be having fun. And I think that that's possible. I think that that is very doable. The way that we're going to avoid burnout and pure exhaustion is not playing from behind as many times as we did last season and what we saw last night. When you play from behind, you don't have that safety net. I mean, you really don't have that safety net unless you're leading by a lot. But when you are coming from behind, you don't have the opportunity to have a bad shift, to have, you know, your defense kind of looking like Swiss cheese a little bit. And you, your goalie really has to be able to stop everything. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, like a snipe from best player in the world or if it's old Tumbling Muffin. You have to stop it. And Markstrom did not prove that last year. He, he struggled, and that's okay. A lot of this team did, and they're working their way back. And I think that we're seeing just a better team. I get it. It's only the preseason. You can't be too overly confident. But I really like what we saw in these preseason games. I think it's a little hard when you aren't getting what you thought you were going to get. Like, we thought Oliver Shillington was going to be back. We thought that Jacob Pelletier would be playing. And they're not. And to each circumstance, that's... You know, you have to be able to adjust and having plan B, plan C, plan D to triple Z is what's going to make this a successful season. And I don't think that the Flames can play every single game. No one can. No team can. At 100% for 60 minutes, 82 games a season. There are some games where you you can take your foot off the gas and you can kind of coast. They, they did that last year, except they ended up getting into pretty bad accidents with teams like Arizona and Chicago. So maybe it's best for them to just to not look at things like that. But there will come a point in the season where they'll be able to, you know, not, they won't have to play. They can match their opponent and they can play down. Not always a good way to do it, but if it's like a random night in February, okay, that's fine. Non-divisional, non-conference game, eh, it's fine. As long as you're not fighting for a playoff spot, I guess. But at the end of the day, you're, you don't want to be playing from behind. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It takes so much energy out of you, and it does 
pile up. Like you have like your regular exhaustion. Let's look at it like this, okay? As a human being, right? We go to bed, but say you stay up super late because you're watching Sunday night football and, you know, you didn't sleep well the night before and you have to be up early for work on Monday. You're falling behind. And then, oh, I have to stay up late Monday night to, f to get caught up on work and then get up, at, get up early on Tuesday. Like, you, you fall behind. It's impossible to fully catch up. And I don't think the Flames should find themselves in that many situations um, this season. I would like for them to avoid it entirely, but you know, that's just not something you can do. The Flames are so back. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm not saying this team is going to win a division, win a conference, win a regular, you know, they're probably going to have a wild, be a wild card team. That's okay. As long as they're in at some point, that is success. And we are going to talk about rushing a player's success here uh, in just a second. But I want to talk to you about FanDuel because who doesn't love placing a good bet on a football game or a hockey game, basketball starting soon. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets when they place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Fomasto, and I am so excited to just be here <laughs> talking about real players on the ice. No, no real hypotheticals anymore. We have things <laughs> to talk about, and well, I guess this is a hypothetical, but it's a conversation that I've seen a, a little too much. Jacob Markstrom is not losing this starting position to Dustin Wolf. That is not realistic. That is not something Jacob Markstrom is going to let happen. And Dustin Wolf isn't ready for that. That's not a knock at Dustin Wolf, but he's played like one NHL game at the end of a season with nothing on the line. What, what makes anyone think that he can come in and start an 82 game season? didn't we watch a heavy workload break Jacob Markstrom? Do we want to do that to a young goalie? I personally don't, especially one that is more than likely the future of Flames goaltending for the next decade. I would like to see him succeed and not set him up for failure. I don't know <laughs> why there's this... It's okay to not have full confidence in Jacob Markstrom because last season was last season and wasn't good. There's only like a small sample size of Dustin Wolf, and we have a much larger sample size of Jacob Markstrom. Dustin Wolf has not played at, at a consistent, in the NHL at a consistent, on a consistent basis for me to be like, hey yeah, if Jacob Markstrom starts sucking, uh, 
You can just throw him out there. No, that's why they have Dan Vladar. That's why they're probably not trading him right now, even though teams need him. And this is an opportunity for the Flames to not rush someone's development. Yes, Dustin Wolf is someone that's proven they're NHL ready. And being NHL ready does not mean you are immediate success. You have to. You can mature out of the AHL or out of college or junior, like whatever the case may be. And, but you still have to not reinvent your game in the NHL, but you have to find your game at the NHL level. It's not the same. And that is something that has been reiterated time after time after time. I feel like it's just, it's lost on people. And now, you know what? If Markstrom loses his job by Christmas, then the Flames have much bigger issues to worry about than getting Dustin Wolf uh, or finding a starter. They're going to have to look at a lot of different things and reevaluate. But putting Dustin Wolf out there, say, by Christmas, right? Come in, okay, January 2, when the holiday freeze is over. What makes you think that him and Vladar or whoever, like, that backup is going to be, I guess it would be have to be Markstrom. He's healthy, and that's why he's not missing uh, games or not starting. What makes you think that that's, like, realistically going to work? I have not seen, and again, this is not a knock on Dustin Wolf. This is just a fact. We have not seen enough of Dustin Wolf in the NHL regular season for me to comfortably say, yeah, he, he could absolutely start, you know, four or five games more a month. I don't think that that's really a, a good approach to things because, again, rushing development does not help anyone. It just hurts you in the long run. And Dan Vladar <laughs> has an established foundation in the NHL compared to uh, Dustin Wolf. So it's just, it's not going to happen. And I'm fine going on the record with that. And if you would like to clip this and use this against me when the time comes, go right ahead. But that'll do it for now on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for joining me and hanging out as we count down the days to Calgary Flames regular season hockey. I got a Heritage Classic shirt in the mail from Fanatics. If you, um, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. But it has like the Heritage Classic patch with the logo and the Flames uh, crest. I like it. It's very, it's a very comfortable shirt. But yeah, you should definitely buy yourself some Heritage Classic merch and treat yourself because you deserve a treat. <laughs> So thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Balmasto, and Nick will be with you tomorrow. And I'm sure that he is cooking up something good because he always has the fun and creative ideas. And I will be back on Thursday. Have fun, stay safe, stay hydrated, and be kind.